everyone. This week on the That's What She Said with Danny podcast, we're going to do things a little bit differently. We're going to take you guys behind the scenes. Yeah, we Danny are. And I are going to take you through, yeah, a little pregame show. And we're going to talk about how we prepare for our guests. And then our special guest is going to just hop right into the podcast and we're going to get it going. It's uh, pretty special in how we get ready for this podcast. It takes hours upon hours of, of labor, Lex, right? We just grind out those notes. We make a Google Doc and um, we both just look at it and send each other ideas. We're mostly just like texting, aggressively texting throughout the week of different social things that we've seen and ideas we want to incorporate into the podcast. So the way it all starts is we come up with a player that we'd want to have on the show. And then we usually DM them on Twitter or Instagram, something pretty professional, asking if they want to come on the podcast and when they're available. And I'd say we've had a pretty strong return. I'd say probably 80% of the players that we've contacted have been willing to come on the podcast. And I understand right now because everyone's under a stay-at-home order, they don't have too much going on, but the fact that they're willing to lend us their time is pretty amazing. It's a high success rate, I would say, for two average Josephines putting together this podcast. And it is cool to see these guys who want to talk to us and who are excited and want to tell us about their lives because sometimes, you know, people are private and that's cool. And we're private too in different aspects of our lives. But I feel like we do a good job of bringing out the best in people. And and also they trust us and we trust them. So it's mutually important to have that when you are recording a podcast with professional athletes. And the whole point of our podcast specifically is to take a different angle on how players handle their lives off the field. We talk a little bit of baseball for sure, because we're both in love with baseball and obviously we're talking to baseball players, but yeah. I think our main focus is to give you guys some insight into their lives, whether they're married with kids or they're single and they go out on the town, whether they're foodies or they watch shows or whether they're into shoes or cars or whatever it is that makes them human. And that's what we try and pull out of them. And then we end it all with an embarrassing story to make them <laughs> superhuman and the most relatable possible. Yeah. I mean, it's all about just being a person and a human. And we talk about this all the time. <clears throat> These are people. These are just people who happen to be exceptional at something in their lives. And people pay a lot of money to watch them do that exceptional thing, including ourselves. And we're lucky enough to get a chance to pick their brains, see what makes them tick and um, laugh. We do a lot of laughing along the way, which we, you know, we're working on maybe less laughing. <laughs> Trolling the We're laughing. Trying to be as professional as possible while also having fun. So it's a unique balance that we're learning to strike, which I think has come along pretty well in the podcast. And the cool part about it is because we now are able to Zoom with these players because they're at home, they are on camera and they can see our reactions to a lot of the things that they're telling us. So it's wild. We're all kind of, yeah, we're all kind of laughing along and having a good time while still remembering that we're trying to be as professional as possible. So we want to give you guys a little bit of behind the scenes look. So for example, this week, Danny, who do we have this week on the podcast? This week, we have Joe Musgrove. Joe is a pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. If you are not familiar, this guy was drafted back in 2011. He made his debut in 2016. And by 2017, Lex, he had won a World Series. No big deal for Joe Musgrove. And I'm, I'm really <laughs> stoked to have him join us today. Yeah, so he's going to be really awesome. And the way that we do this 
is once we have the player confirmed, we'll start throwing out ideas of how we want to make him as relatable to our audience as possible. And the best way to do that is to scour their social. We'll do some research, Googling their scour name. Scour is a nice word that you use. It's today. a nice word. Yeah. We're, we're digging in the tweets and the retweets and coming up <laughs> with all kinds of fun photos to get a little bit of a flavor of their life. So we have a baseline to go off of to talk to them about. But what we really want in this podcast is for them to share as much as they can from their lives. So we'll come up with questions and really, honestly, the best way to do it is to start with a question. And then Danny and I kind of throw it back and forth and wonder, is that the best way to ask that question? Is that going to get the best answer? We call it the sexiest answer in journalism, right? (laughs) We'll get super nerdy here. And is that going to give us the strongest answer that the audience is going to react to or relate to? And sometimes we'll go, nope, we need to 360 that question and ask this one instead. So it's a really unique process, but um, we have a lot of fun. Okay, so like this week, I'll give you as an example. We were going to ask Joe Musgrove if he could do anything else besides play baseball, what would he do? And I feel like that's a pretty common question that we ask a lot of athletes, right? So instead, something that we've seen on Twitter recently is people talking about their jobs prior to what they're doing currently. So why not kind of flip the script and ask Joe, what are two jobs that you had prior to being a baseball player? So that might be a little bit more interesting, a little bit more relatable. He can talk about those jobs instead of being like, you know what, maybe I'd rather be an astronaut and not really have much to elaborate on. He can actually tell us, I was a waiter at Baskin Robbins or, you know, whatever the concept is, he can kind of dive into it and then we can go from there. Yeah, because sometimes I think when people have an opportunity to think too much, then they don't know what to say. And that that question takes it from he has to think if he hasn't thought about it to, oh, well, he's definitely had two jobs before he was a baseball player. Most people have, have done that regardless of what you've done in life or what you're doing. So just like we are word nerds, I like to say that. And we like to use good words and we like to think of conversational and different questions, the questions that no one else is asking. So that's like a prime example. And then you know, we're also trying to find new things that no one else has done. So if you Google Joe Musgrove's name, there are a list of things that come up that other people have wondered about Joe Musgrove. So we're going to dive into that a little bit. So just trying to add new elements, but also we have staples. We have the embarrassing story, which you've had on your podcast for forever. Um, we're adding a, a new segment on the top. We decided a new way to, to ask questions, a scale of one to 10 instead of just a straight up Q&A. So just trying to like format it and make it the best that it could possibly be. And by the way, um, through all of this, I've sent Joe's invitation. So, uh, oh, and he's waiting to join. So uh, I'm going to bring him in the, I'm going to bring him in the Zoom, Lex. Let's do it. Hey, Hey, Joe. Yes. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Good. Danny and Lexa, we're here in New York, and we want to thank you so much for joining us and hopping on the podcast. Where are you right now? What's going on in your life? I'm in yeah. San Diego right now, down in Michigan. Are you doing Beach. a Cribs tour? <laughs> no, just a uh, where I'm at. Oh, wow. Man. Super jealous. Yeah, so it's super nice, but we're not allowed to step foot on the boardwalk or step foot on the sand, so that kind of sucks, but... Um, there's a lot worse places to be than down by the beach. Who are you hanging out with in your stay-at-home order? Who's with you? <laughs> so I had um, Philip Evans 
um, who's actually a San Diego kid as well, and he was in big league camp with us with the Pirates this year. Um, me and him got out of Florida on the same day. We were hearing rumors about there being like flights being blocked to get into California, and they were talking about shutting down all the minor league complexes. So we didn't want to be stuck out in Bradenton. We figured we'd try to get home. So no, we came back to San Diego and split the rent on a little beach house here. And he was down here for about three and a half, four weeks. And then um, he had an opportunity pop up to go live for free with a friend in his guest house. So he ended up moving out like a week and a half ago. So, <clears throat> but me and Jordan Luplo, who was with the Pirates, who's now with the Indians, uh, we train together and do our throwing and stuff together. So seeing a couple of guys. That's awesome. I don't know if there's any better place to be than sunny California right now. At least you can soak up the sun rays. You might not be able to step foot on the boardwalk, but you can get the sunshine. Whereas Lex and I in New York are just like hoping for partly cloudy. <laughs> I know. How are you guys doing? It's pretty, pretty gnarly out there, huh? It's a little tough. Yeah. Yeah. We're hanging in though. We've got each other. We've got our family and, um, I don't know. I feel like everyone's kind of rallying around each other. I know I've gotten a flood of texts and calls and yeah. really grateful for from that. your houses. Yeah. Yeah. Thank we you. both have apartments in the city, so we're separate, but as together as we possibly can <laughs> yeah. be on zoom and stuff, you know? Right. Yeah. This zoom app's awesome. I had no idea about it until the quarantine hit and I guess it's been around for years. Well, you just made your own advertisement for zoom. So I hope <laughs> they give you some money. <laughs> We'll clip that off for you and make sure you can share that. <laughs> so Joe, we want to get to know you in quarantine or you under your stay at home order. So we're going to play a game called scale of one to 10. Okay. So in order to answer, you're going to hold up the number scale of one to 10, one being the least obviously and 10 being the most for these questions. So how much has your cooking improved? No way. Wow. What are you cooking? Um, a little bit of everything. My mom's actually full-blooded Sicilian. So growing up, we had all home-cooked meals at the house. Um, and every night we had to either be in the kitchen, kind of learn how to make that dish for the night or in the kitchen after cleaning everything up. So um, I learned a lot of different dishes from her, but I've been trying a lot of different pasta stuff. I really love seafood. So I've been trying a lot of different salmon recipes. Um, and then sometimes just whatever I got left in the fridge, just trying to throw stuff together and make something work. Sometimes it sucks, but uh, I've actually had some pretty good meals come out of it. So good for you. Impressive. Okay, so this next question is meant to be kind, but we chose our wording carefully. How many temper tantrums have you thrown while in quarantine? As in, maybe you cried or whined or felt, you know, a little unsure of yourself? Probably five. I'm gonna go five. Um, there's like, there's points that I hit where I feel like I had done everything there was to do and I couldn't find anything left to do everyone was gone on our block I had some pretty cool neighbors but most of them ended up leaving to go home with their families so I wasn't able to see them and talk to them either um, so I hit that little stretch for two or three days where I just was losing my mind um, but it's been pretty good I've been staying super busy I've been doing all kinds of different stuff in the house and you know around the neighborhood scale of one to ten how's your snack today. game right now Ooh, snack game um seven seven yeah i've been big on trail mix i think trail mix is the most underrated snack of all time you get salty you get sweet um a little bit of everything so trail mix is my go-to snack i'm making a trail mix at home but it's mostly just m&ms there's really no healthy things in yeah. it so i don't know so if that, that well, the last like the last like three days we did um the neighbors are back and we ended up getting a bunch of easter eggs and doing like our own easter egg hunt in the front yard and backyard and we've just been eating easter candy for the last like two three days so i'm candied out yeah, man. I feel you. Um, how would you rate your quarantine binge watching? 
<clears throat> oh, <laughs> I've watched so many different movies. We actually were going down the, uh, the Oscar nominees list, just knocking out those movies. And my favorite Netflix show that I'm on right now, and becoming one of my favorite shows I've ever watched, is Money Heist. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but it's actually in Spanish. And they do like subtitled in English, but the show's incredible. The actors are really, really good. And people that I've never seen before, because obviously I'm not watching Spanish films, but um, they're incredible actors. It's really good. So I did Ozark. I did, I'm doing Jack Ryan season two right now. So Money Heist is right there on the list, but yeah. I hadn't uh, tuned in yet. So yeah, I got to, I got to. Catch yeah, up on that. That sounds good. Can I make a quick confessional, by the way? I really like watching Netflix shows with um, subtitles on, even if, yes. even if it's in English. <laughs> yeah, that's, the same way, that's the same way I am now. Like, every movie you put on, if you put the subtitles on, there's always, even if it's a movie you've seen like five or six times, there's always like a couple lines that you miss that are like super pivotal in the movie that, you know, you didn't catch the first few times you watched it. So even rewatching movies, I'm putting subtitles on everything. Did you watch Parasite? I did. I really liked it too. And that yeah, was like, great, right? I, mean, I had never been big on like, uh, on uh, subtitled movies, but I feel like, I don't know if it's the way that they translated into English made it like super relatable for someone that speaks English. It sounded like halfway through the movie, it sounded like they were speaking English to me. It was weird. I felt the same way. It was yeah. fantastic. And it really blew my mind. I, there was a lot of hype around it, but, and I was like, this can't live up to the hype. No way. And then you watch it and you're like, okay, yeah, totally. It did. Yeah. It turned into like a Tarantino film at the end. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> Yeah. All right, scale of one to 10. How many group chats have you muted? Ooh, uh, <laughs> I'll go five. Wow. Um, yeah, well, we actually, like our most important group chat that I want to mute that I can't is um, our pitchers, like our starting pitchers group chat. Um, for the first like two weeks of the quarantine, it was nothing but like good information and like pitching stuff and talking about, you know, possibilities of when we're going to get the season going again and what it's going to look like. And over the course of the last three weeks, it's become just raunchy, dirty messages and videos that everyone's sending in, just making people laugh. And it's become an absolute zoo. But uh, you're not participating in the raunchy oh, no, uh, videos I'm, and memes. I, I definitely participated, but I just I run out of stuff to post in there. So, wow, who's been the who's been the worst? Can you call someone out? Eric Holland, the absolute <laughs> worst. Okay, one to ten. How many major league players have you beaten in a video game? Can you name him? Um, Jordan Luplo. Smoked him in the show. <laughs> um, I should have beat Cody Ponce, but Cody Ponce, we were actually getting, a, I was getting a haircut. I had a, my barber here and we're masked up and I have like, so I got the mask up here. I can hardly see. And then he's in front of me cutting my hair. So I got one eye trying to play the game and Cody's talking all kinds of crap on me about how he's beating me. But I still feel like that game's in the mix. I think he ended up beating me by one run. Um, <laughs> But I played him, Derek Collin, um, and then I played like Call of Duty with a bunch of guys. I don't know if you consider that beating them, but um, we've been playing tons of video games. Yeah, you can rack up those kills. It's beating okay. them for sure. I've, I've been playing so much Call of Duty, it's sickening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scale of one to 10, how many haircuts have you given yourself? I've given myself zero, but I've gotten two. I've gotten two in the quarantine. Shout two. out to your barber. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's keeping he's keeping me in good shape look, to look good for nobody. <laughs> for the Zoom, for all the Zooms that you're participating in. Oh what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. That was for this. Thank you for doing that. We really appreciate it. <laughs> all right, one to ten. How many times have you picked up a baseball bat in quarantine? I've actually been hitting uh regularly. 
Um, there's an indoor facility that we're going to and it's, um, it's been like three of us going at a time and getting our, uh, our pitching and stuff done. Cause it's, we've actually had a lot of rain here in the last week or so. So we've been working at indoor facilities and, um, been throwing and doing all our stuff. And then there's cages there as well. So I've been going over and hitting with, uh, Luplo and Philip Evans on that side. So I've been swinging it quite a bit and this, I've been swinging this bad boy right here. Or <laughs> Can you like, describe it for those who are I'm gonna, listening I'm gonna to the podcast? I'm going to do this for you guys. I don't want to, but I'm going to do it so you can see what it is. Oh! <laughs> it's a electric fly swatter. I've been having so much dang fun with this thing. Just crushing flies. Lex, did you see that coming? I did not see that coming. I had no I thought that was a wee tennis racket. No, it's an <laughs> electric fly swatter. It's the greatest thing. It's by Blucto. Or Electo, E-L-U-C-T-O. I would suggest everyone goes and buy ones because they're a blast. Wow, you have turned morbid in quarantine, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the stuff I got going in here is pretty awesome. Unbelievable. Um, all right, scale of one to ten, how many cups of coffee do you drink a day? Um, let's see. Probably somewhere in this range, three to four. Uh, I usually start off. I've been going to this place. My mom owns a coffee shop and she's owned it for like 20 plus years. So um, are you drinking your mom's coffee? Yeah. I, I always have a bag of hers at the house. Um, but I've been Good trying. Answer. Yeah. Right. She's probably listening right now. Um, <laughs> but I, I've been trying to like, you know, support the local businesses as much as I can. So I'm always getting coffee from my mom, but there's a place in ocean beach right around the corner called the tap shack and they've been staying open. Um, you know, every day just kind of serving people and doing delivery orders. So I've been going every uh, Friday and getting refills from my cold brew growlers. So I usually have like one or two cold brews in the morning and then I'll go to my workout, come back, have a coffee at like midday, like two or three, and then maybe one after dinner. Can I make a quick confession? You got yes. I like how I get closer to the microphone. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never had a cup of coffee. Really? Yeah. Are you I'm against better it? Than you just... No, I'm better than it. Oh yeah. Well, you've made it so far. <laughs> you can't give in now. Exactly. I'll never give in because I've I've come this far in my life, and I just feel like if I do it now, it's like just cheating on yourself. So. Yeah. so what do you, you use? Use natural energy, or what do you do? Do you green tea? I wake or... up and piss excellence, Joe. It's exactly right. what happens. I believe every it. day. She's got like mind blowing energy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm know. Weird. I'm not that weird, but I'm weird because I only drink decaf. But I drink a lot of decaf because I like the taste of it, but I don't like the caffeine. I don't really? understand that. Don't What's the it. point of that? The flavor is delicious. Coffee is a delicious drink, but I get all hopped up on caffeine. I can't do it. Can yeah. all hopped Can up, up, on, hopped Mountain up on Mountain Dew? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. You got the natural energy. That's right. Something like all right, that. Joe, you crushed scale of one to 10. Thank you for participating. Right. Bravo. Nicely done. So we want to switch gears a little bit and I know guys are sitting at home and this is tough and it's, it's really, it, it's a mental toll on, on everyone and trying to figure out when the season's going to start and how to get through this time. So for you as a baseball player, what do you miss most about the game? Um, I think it's, I think being in the clubhouse and just being around the guys, um, you know, like everyone talks about it being a family all the time, but I mean, you spend more time with those guys in the clubhouse and on the field than you do with your actual families. Um, you know, just the conversations and not even baseball stuff sometimes, just like the stories you get to hear and like 
everyone's coming from a different walk of life. So getting to talk and dive into guys' backgrounds and where they come from a little bit and hearing some of the stories about what they have going on in their life, that's the stuff that I think I miss the most, you know, um, interacting with fans. And then naturally, like, as an athlete, there's only, you know, so much you can do in life that can, that can bring you that adrenaline rush and that high that you get from playing against the best of the best. Um, and that's why I love the game so much. You know, that feeling that I get on the mound when you're in a big situation and all the eyes are on you. I mean, you can't replicate that anywhere else in life. So um, I think I just miss that, that adrenaline rush and that drive, you know. That's such a thoughtful answer because I saw an MLB player tweet the other day, and this is just as fair of an answer, but that he said he missed the post-game celebrations on the plane the most like after going on the road and sweeping a series getting on the plane what's your craziest plane celebration story that you can tell us without calling any guys out oh man um <laughs> we had i mean we had some our probably our flight back from um from la after we won the world series in 17 um we had all had like our post-game celebration and our world series celebration at the at the ritz carlton i think it was a ritz or the jw on the rooftop, our owner had rented out the whole place and we partied that whole night. And then we had like a nine or 10 AM flight the next day. And I took it into the morning, just kept it going straight into the flight <laughs> as did a handful of my teammates. And we were playing poker we we're music blasting. Um, I think just the energy and the feeling of what we had just accomplished and knowing that the season was over and we had played as many games as you could possibly play. And we came out on top was, um, was an, a feeling that I'll never forget. Can I ask, why are the flights the morning after World Series championships so early? I feel like that is a consistent thing that we see the next day and you see guys on like morning shows in New York or in LA. Why are they so early? Yeah, I'm surprised that no one's missed the flight home too. Um, But I know a good portion of our guys, like I think Bregman and Springer and Altuve, they all left to go do Jimmy Fallon and Saturday Night Live and all that. So they didn't even get to enjoy the, the celebration and all that with us. Um, and the flight back the next day but um, it was so cool I mean flying in to Houston in the middle I think we got in around like maybe three or four and as we landed we're driving on the tarmac up to where our bus was and there's two big fire trucks that have their ladders all the way out to the top making like a big like a teepee kind of look and the plane flew right below the two and they had big fire hoses coming off the end of it like showering our plane down as we came in Wow. And as we walk off the plane, there must have been two to 300 United employees all out there on the tarmac clapping for us and celebrating. We drove back to Minute Maid Park and showed up. There was 5,000 plus fans waiting outside the stadium there to like celebrate and, and cheer. Um, it was just really cool. It was incredible. That's wild. excuse me so joe i have seen everybody we talk about this every week on the podcast and um luckily lex is still approving this question for me to ask about home workouts and everyone's doing these wild workouts i mean jerry blevins last week was like i'm too old i'm 36 i can't be doing wild workouts anymore but everybody's doing these like crazy things i've seen some of your home workouts like you know, walk us through how you're trying to keep yourself ready, keep your arm ready to get back in action when the season comes back. Yeah. So I mean, we've been fortunate enough to, um, to be able to have facility. I have a pretty good setup in my garage with like weights and everything, but there's so many things you can do without weights. Um, you know, even as simple as lifting furniture and doing simple things, you know, um, sandbags, whatever you can do. Um, I have a machine here called the X3. It's like a band system where you can replicate just about any lift you would do in the gym. Um, 
but just trying to repeat the, the patterns and the movements that you're going to do when you're on the mound. Um, a lot of hinge patterns, a lot of, um, you know, core work that you can do from your living room, um, even body weight stuff, just to go through the range of motions and those patterns that you're going to replicate out on the mound. Um, you know, I've been watching the neighbors. I mean, this, this whole block's super active. So like looking out the window, you see everyone putting their own little workouts together on their patios and going for runs around the neighborhood. Um, there's tons of different things you can do to, to kind of keep yourself in shape. You guys are all working out, but I, I would personally like to know why there are no baseball players on TikTok. I, I haven't seen one. Can you guys not dance? What's the deal? I don't know. I don't get TikTok. I look at it and none of them make me laugh. There's very few videos that I actually laugh at. And this just looks like a bunch of poor dancers that have millions of that <laughs> really don't get it. I really don't. I don't mean to be the downer, but like, I just don't get it. Oh, okay, man, so you're not right. wasting your time TikToking <laughs> in quarantine, but you're doing some amazing things to help people and to provide as much relief as you possibly can from where you are. What have you been doing and how have you been reaching out? Yeah, so I um, there's a group in Pittsburgh that I was, I was helping out called Beverly's Birthdays, and I posted a video about them not long ago, but they pretty much try to put together birthday celebrations and provide like birthday cheer for kids that are, you know, homeless or, you know, experiencing trouble with money and whose parents don't either don't have parents or their parents can't afford to, to throw on parties. This group will, you know, collect money from donations and be able to throw these kids parties and provide, you know, gifts for the kids to open up every year. And right now, um, the big rush is to get, um, you know, diapers and baby food and formula for all the little kids out there that, you know, whose parents aren't working and can't afford to get those things for them. So um, I sent that, I, excuse me, I sent that out and I had actually quite a few people reach out right back to me saying that they were going on there to donate and stuff. So that's awesome. I really appreciate that. Um, I have something going with Allegheny Health Network where I'm going to try to make some videos for them um, towards this kind of stay inside campaign. Um, and I'll be donating some stuff with them. We, um, as players with Pittsburgh, Jameson Tyone was actually the one that kind of brought the idea to us. But, you know, with all these businesses being out of work and, um, you know, the hospitals being full of nurses and doctors going into work and, and take care of everybody and kind of work on the front lines. Um, we tried to help them out a little bit by just providing lunch and coffee for them one day. So we reached out to a couple of our favorite restaurants in Pittsburgh that we knew would be, you know, struggling from being shut down and not many people being out in the, in the community. Um, so we got 500 plus pizzas ordered from them. Um, you know, I think somewhere around 50 pounds of like pasta and meatballs, um, just a ton of food delivered to those hospitals. And we did it in three different shifts so that everyone that was working that day would have a chance to, to get some good to eat. Um, so just little things like that. I mean, trying to help out people that are working the front line is and help out people that are, you know, losing out on a lot of money right now, not being able to have normal business. That's incredible. And yeah, we love it. shout out to you for being able to not only use your platform for good, but take advantage of all of the things that you can to help people in need. That's fantastic. Hey, you mentioned James Tyone. He's coming back, as mm. we know, from his second Tommy John surgery. Have you talked to him at all and what his mindset is in terms of this time, you know, being good for him that he's got a little extra rest going into the season. What, where is he at? Yeah, uh, I talked to Jameson probably more than anybody. Um, but we speak daily and we exchange videos. I mean, it was one guy that I was planning on spending the off. I was going to move to Houston last year and um, go train with him in Houston. And I knew a lot of people there from the days that I played. So I had a good setup. I was going to work with his trainer, but ultimately wanted to be able wanted to be able to throw together every day and uh, you know continue to progress because the way that our our rotation lined up in 18 
um, me and him through our bullpens on the same day. So we were playing catch and warming up together. We were watching each other's bullpens every day and we were learning so much and we were getting so much better just kind of working with each other every day that we figured if we have a whole off season where the results don't matter, we can just go put in work and grind every day to get better and better and be there to kind of correct each other and hold each other accountable that by the time season come, we would be in, you know, another, another realm. We just, you know, we'd take off. And unfortunately he went through that surgery and we didn't get that opportunity, but we still stayed in touch. I mean, throughout this whole process, I can say honestly that I feel like he's in a better spot now than I saw him in 18, like with his spirits and wow. where his delivery's at. Um, he sends me video every day of, of the different drills. He's in a parking garage of his, of his apartment complex, thrown into a cement wall with a, with a weighted baseball. Um, so he's getting his work in every day, but just seeing the, the changes that he's made and I mean, coming back from, I never had a surgery knock on wood, but, um, you know, coming back from a Tommy John is, is one of the hardest things from what I've heard. Um, and to come back from two of them and the flexor repair, you know, he had the, the cancer scare, he had the sports hernia. I mean, it's just been one thing after another with that guy. And, um, it sucks because you've, you're around him enough. You see how hard he works and, and how much of a baseball mind he is and how good he can be when he's healthy. It's just, it almost breaks your heart to like watch someone have to go through that, you know? Um, so I've stayed close to him. I've tried to be like, you know, someone for him to lean on and um, he hasn't really needed it, to be honest. He's been stronger than anybody I've seen going through this. So, um, you know, sharing that with him has been really special, but he has been absolutely incredible. His throwing program's going great. I think he's ahead of schedule right now and talking to him, he's almost trying to push to get back at the end of the year and, and maybe throw some innings. He was hoping that, you know, instead of throwing his innings down in Florida, he can get back up to the big league club, even if it's in late September um, just to get an inning or two here or there, you know, just to try to get back into that atmosphere of being in a big league stadium and competing with that kind of intensity and stuff. So who knows what that'll provide with this downtime, but um, I'm really excited to see where he's at when he's full go. We need to get that on uh, some good news. John Krasinski, some good news, right? What is yes. that? Oh, it's amazing. He like started this, you know, because all we see is bad news. So he like made his own home show. <laughs> oh, what a good idea. It's that. amazing. And actually, like yesterday, it was announced that the Red Sox are giving four lifetime tickets to every um, employee at a hospital in um, wow. Boston. How cool. Is I have that, that right, right, Lex? I, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, he announced that on a show, I think. Yeah, so he just like created the show and he gives, it's like all good news from like average Joes, you and me, like yeah, yeah, trying cool. to do good things in the world. So I love hearing that. That's uh, that's super inspiring. And I know baseball will be better uh, when he's back in action. That is for sure. So Joe, something that I like to do um, regularly is... <laughs> I like to Google my name um, because I like to see, I'll admit it, I like to see, I want to know what's coming up. <laughs> and uh, so I Googled your name and there are some fun things that come up. So I'm going to have you answer the inquiries that other people are wondering about Joe Musgrove. Oh my God. All right. Are, are you ready? I haven't Googled my name in a long time, so I don't know what you found. Amazing. Okay. Number one, is Joe Musgrove married? Joe Musgrove is not married. Number two, <laughs> is Joe Musgrove Italian? Sicilian. Sicilian what, he just wound up, wound up everybody. That's the thing growing up. Like if, if somebody asks you like, oh, are you Italian? Like my mom, like, no, you're Sicilian. You're Sicilian. <laughs> right. Get it right. Good mom. Yeah. Is Joe Musgrove hurt? Am I hurt? 
I'm not hurt. I'm healthy as can be. Where is Joe Musgrove from? I'm from El Cajon, California, a little small valley in San Diego. How tall is Joe Musgrove? He's 6'5". I would love to say 6'6", six, six, but I haven't gotten there yet, and I'm not going to cheat it. <laughs> How um, old is Joe Musgrove? 27. December 4th, I turned 27. And then Lex and I came up with our own. Mine is, what is the most expensive thing Joe Musgrove owns? Well, that I purchased or that I own? That you purchased. My condo in Pittsburgh. That's definitely the most expensive. But other than that, probably my car, which is not a crazy car. It's a Dodge Durango. That's a great car. Yeah, it's a solid much. car. Yeah, I love it. It's <laughs> awesome. I got racks on top for my board. I mean, it's, it's a gamer. All right. And mine is, besides your phone and your family and friends, those are excluded, what's the one thing Joe Musgrove can't live without? Coffee. Got to be coffee. <laughs> coffee or good bourbon. Mm. Or maybe a mix of both. Maybe both. Yeah, maybe both. All right, time for show and tell, Danny. So this is a new game, Joe, we're introducing on the podcast, and we're doing it because we can see you. So you have 10 seconds starting right now to grab the most interesting thing in your house. Go. And it's not the bug zapper. The most interesting thing, anything. 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 10 seconds. Okay. Um, I wonder what he's going to get. The bug zapper was good. That was really good. He wasted the good surprise on it. <laughs> That's a winner. Why do you have that? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we, uh, he doesn't even know. <laughs> we had um, in Pittsburgh in 18, our like post-game celebration, um, we played the Mitchone song. And after games, we'd turn all the lights off and it was like disco balls and stuff. And everyone would throw a different animal mask on and we'd just go buck wild for like five minutes after the game and like celebrate the win. And I loved the mask. I never wanted to let them actually have more. I didn't, I didn't want to let them go, so I took them all home with me. Let me show you more. Bring all your friends. They're all invited. They got yeah. no weird. Do <laughs> we got the bobcat? No. I don't love the bobcat. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah. The llama? llama? My personal favorite, yeah. Or is it an alpaca? I think it might be an alpaca. I don't know. That's like Tina from Napoleon. <laughs> Tina, eat your dinner. Eat your food. Eat your food. <laughs> what do you do with those right now? Tell me you put them to good use. Yeah, we've been having, uh, there's been a lot of live streams of like uh, purple disco machine and like Louis the Child and all these like house music. So we've been like throwing parties in here. I got, I got disco balls and we turn all the disco balls on and throw the masks on and just get weird for a little bit. What a great way to relieve some stress and just yeah. party and hang out. Yeah. Cause we're all waiting so we can go to a party or <laughs> see other people in person and you're just out there jamming. One more show and tell. We know you love shoes. 10 seconds to find the best pair of shoes. Ooh, okay. My room's kind of far, so. Okay, we'll give you a little bit more ready? than 10 seconds. How was he ready for that? Did you tell him that was coming? He loves shoes. I bet he's going to whip out an awesome pair. Like some exclusive, dope, oh, one of a kind. My collection is so sad. All right. Here he comes. What do you got? 
these bad boys. Oh, come on. Those are sick. Golly. Where did you get those? Those are these vans, are, uh, obviously. actually custom made by a fan in Pittsburgh. Her name's Ashley. And Shout out one Ashley. Of favorite, one of my favorite bands is uh, they're called Pepper. They're from Hawaii. And I know the drummer pretty well. And I've gotten to meet some of the other guys in the band and listen to their music a ton. And this girl I used to always post their songs on like my story and whatnot. So she started listening to their music and then she was like, she got, she made me like a little mini, like those little shoes you can hang from your rear view mirror. Mm -hmm. She painted one and it looked just like this. And I was like, that's freaking awesome. I thought it was super cool. She's like, if I painted a pair of like skate highs, would you wear them? And I was like, hell yeah. So when I went out to FanFest this year, she met me and she had these made. She painted them herself. The those are pack. sick. Yeah. And with a good story to go with it. Those are amazing. Yeah. Yep. So far, you are crushing this podcast. I just want to let you know, you're, you're, you're murdering it. You're doing an awesome job. Wait, like, right, like scale up? of one to 10, how much is he crushing it? 10. Hold your fingers up. 12. 100. Nice. 11. <laughs> All the figures. All right, Joe, time for rapid fire. So we're going to spit a bunch of questions at you, and you're just going to give us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Who has the best beard in baseball? Um, Dallas Keuchel. Experience at first hand, too. It's nice. Is it fluffy? You get up in there? Yeah. It's not, yeah it's not, you know, you can't touch it. That's off, that's off limits, but you can look. It's like, <laughs> the, it's, like the, it's like the verticoli. Look, but don't touch. Yeah. Okay. What about the first spot in Pittsburgh you're going to hit up when you get back to town? Oh, it's so hard. Somebody asked me about that today too. So it's, if I narrowed it down to three, it would be Driftwood Oven, best pizza in Pittsburgh, um, Mola, which does like uh, teriyaki bowls and sushi and chula, which is like modern Indian cuisine. It's like Chipotle style, but they do um, like jasmine rice with lentils and chicken and fresh roasted vegetables. It's unbelievable. So now I, I'm that. I legitimately postmate that probably three times a week to my face. <laughs> it's amazing. Single-handedly keeping them in business. That's how you do it. Yeah. How about a teammate you'd most like to face at the plate? That I most like to face. Mm -hmm. I think I could punch out every time. Yeah. Oh God. Um, Steven Brault. He's a pitcher, but <laughs> I would love to set him up and just punch him out. Um, quick side story, by the way. That first time I met you was at spring training, and yes. you and Steven were like, I mean, I've never seen two two guys more best friends than you two were yeah. best friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went to high school with the guy. He took my sister to winter formal. I've known him for a long time, and. Never thought I would see him on a baseball field again after high school, but little did I know we'd be playing big league ball together on the same team. So wild. Cool. What a small world. All right. What about the longest you've ever gone without a cup of coffee? Oof. I mean, aside from like the first eight years of my life. Yeah. Probably on I can honestly say probably not longer than like three days. Maybe. Oh no. Well, I had in Venezuela, I was having like Cuban coffee and that's like crack Oof. that stuff's dangerous they were serving it too and I had never been down there I didn't know what Cuban coffee was and they serve it to you in this little like plastic shooter I asked for a coffee they gave me that and I was like okay I was cute can I have another one I ended up drinking like three of them and I went out and I'm on the mound and my freaking heart is beating out of my chest like, like my hands are shaking I couldn't you know, I couldn't even pitch how about the most famous person in your phone um Paul Wall maybe the Iceman Oh, do you have a grill? 
I do. He made us. He made us all grills after we won the World Series. When's the last time you wore your grill? Um, probably like two years ago, maybe. I still know where it is. It's still sitting in my dresser. But um, I used to like after we won the World Series that off season. I'd just like throw it. We'd have people over. We'd be like drinking at the house or something. And at a random time, I'd just throw it in for like an hour at the house. <laughs> You're like, look Lex. how cool I just am. Feel, yeah, just feel myself for a little bit. <laughs> the famous people on my phone are a lot of like reggae artists, um, a couple of comedians like Theo. I don't know if you guys know who Theo Vaughn is. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of comedians in there. Stuff like that. Nothing too big, though. What about the weirdest thing you've been asked to sign? Last I've been asked to sign someone's forehead. I thought that was pretty <laughs> with, a, with a sharpie. Oh no, no. I, so not maybe not the weirdest, but the one of the coolest ones is this guy in Houston has like a baseball tattooed on his arm, like a big baseball. And whenever he goes to games, he tries to get players to like sign the baseball in sharpie. And then as soon as the game's over, he goes straight to his tattoo artist, and he has a tattoo guy just tattoo over the autograph so he gets everyone's actual autograph tattooed on the baseball for those people that is dedication to the game unlike oh, yeah. anything i've ever seen oh yeah good for him yeah all right um what about one endorsement this is going to be easy because it's going to be coffee let's say it's not coffee one endorsement that would make the most sense for you um vans vans shoes I've, vans are probably the only shoes that i wear i wear the skate highs like the same model Mm-hmm. Um, and I wear them everywhere. I've been wearing them since I was like 13, probably. And it was mainly because it was the only shoe I could fit that had my size and like that wasn't a fortune. They used to be like 35 or 45 bucks for a pair of those. Um, so I've been wearing those my whole life and most comfortable are my favorite shoes. And I would absolutely die to have a Vans deal. I'm a huge Van girl. Everyone's down with like Converse. And I'm like, cool. I'm then down with the Chucks. Those are cute. But like, I'm straight Vans all day. Oh, yeah got a white pair and in new york i mean they get dirty so fast which is super annoying but i like them a little dirty just like a just a tiny bit you know yeah Yeah. just a little bit Uh, something else that you don't really want dirty but always ends up being dirty are toilets joe and i'm wondering how many times um have you had to unclog the toilet during quarantine um is this another number thing or is am I just <laughs> sure I, I have enough fingers. No, I'm just kidding. Um, probably, probably three or four. Honest. Yeah. Okay. So we came up with that question because I saw a lot of people tweeting about how that was a thing. And I'm like, well, that's where all the fucking toilet paper is going because y'all are shoving <laughs> it down the toilet and then not flushing it. And yeah. then it gets clogged and then it ends up in your trash can. So yeah, see, I'm, I'm a, I'm a double flusher. The paper's got to go down separate. You know? I do that too. Courtesy flush what? is important. Yep. Yeah. You flush separately? It, Danny, where you at? Well, first of all, if you want to get really graphic, for the smell, you just it just goes away. Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Danny, come on. How old are you? Do you poopery? Do you use poopery? No, I no? haven't, but uh, people swear by it. It's a good investment. Amazon. Yeah. Oh, I don't Danny, know. come on. I'm going to go get your now. Poop game up. <laughs> <laughs> game up. Hey, listen, okay. you started this conversation okay. asking about unclogged toilets. Yeah. I'm just embarrassed that apparently I've been doing it wrong this whole time. Yeah. And well, my friends know. would, my, I'll tell you too, actually, this is, well, no, I'm not going to tell you actually. I'm doing it wrong. So I, <laughs> I'm going to go get some poopery and apparently flush more often. Yeah. Who flushes? That's how you Never do it. Flush. Especially if you have people over, Danny. Come on. Just to be real, I'm not having friends over right now, first of all. 
And second well, not of all, now, but in the I'm future, going, I'm setting you I'm up. going to yes. your apartment and then I'm going to the bathroom. So <laughs> that's how you play that. Well, what, you can use the bathroom here as long as you flush You're going to flag her bathroom? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, the plumbing in New York City, I mean, that's like a little dicey, Lex, to be honest. Flushing flush twice? No way. You flush twice. What? End of conversation. All right. We're moving on. <laughs> um, Joe. Since you live by the ocean, when's the last time you went skinny dipping in the ocean? Off season, probably. Um, I mean, we, haven't, we haven't even been able to go in the water or step foot on the beach here. So, But in the off season, it was a common occurrence. It was usually around like 1.30 in the morning after a night out. we get back and everyone would race down to the beach, hit the water. Body surface. Yeah. Okay, what about, Joe, four major league pitchers that you would want to invite to dinner with you, sit at your table? Hang out. Major League current. Let's do past or present. Probably Pedro Martinez, Jake Peavy. Um, I would say Trevor Hoffman, but I get to talk to Trevor quite a bit, so I wouldn't He's have him. He's great. Um, and then maybe maybe like Jack Flaherty for a young guy that's coming up and Clayton Kershaw. Oh, you yeah. just had Jack Flaherty on the podcast two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah I'm just, awesome. I mean, just watching his, like, progression in the last two years. I mean, he's in our division, so I see a ton of him. And that's one guy that I always, you know, really sit and watch when he pitches. And a lot of the times I go into the clubhouse and just watch in the clubhouse from the TV so I can actually see the view from behind and see what he's doing. But um, the progressions that he's made in the last two years are incredible. And it's fun to watch. I'd like to talk to him about it. Great answer. How about two jobs you had before becoming a big leaguer? Um, my first job was at a Texaco gas station. My dad owned a Texaco on the same lot as that coffee shop that my mom bought. So we owned the entire lot up in like a little mountain town called Alpine, kind of out east, um, well, east of San Diego. And I used to go up with him on weekends only because I was in school. So we'd go up at like 4 a.m. on weekends. And back then it was full service. So I was pumping gas, cleaning windows. Um, I learned how to run the register. I learned how to work in the auto shop a little bit. And auto shop, I was just handing tools to people pretty much. I wasn't working on anything. But um, then I'd go in the back office with my dad, and he would teach me how to do the payroll and all that stuff. So that was my first job. And then my dad wouldn't let me work in high school. He wanted me to just focus on baseball and keep my grades right and, you know, kind of put all my eggs in the baseball basket. And then my first off season, I worked at Costco, like as a seasonal worker. And I did that for like two and a half months, maybe a month and a half, something like that. Um, and I love that job. They paid really well. Um, they never put me on carts. I just ran front end and filled boxes and talked to people. It was awesome. What was the hardest part about that job? About Costco? Mm-hmm. Um, probably the go backs. That's where I got in trouble the most. Like all the items that people like pull out of their cart that they don't want, they just stock on the shelf or like when they get up to the register, they don't want it. It all goes into like a side basket. And then you have to take that basket around the store and find where every item went and put it back and take me like an hour and a half. And I was always getting in trouble for being gone too long. And then I'd sign, see someone I know and I'd start talking to them. And a couple times I dropped something to like get it to pop open because I wanted to eat some. And <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> the inner workings. That's what we right. really were going for here. Right. Last rapid fire question. Your go-to post-game meal. Um, ooh, salmon for sure. Our chef in, uh, in Pittsburgh, Chef Tony, shout out to Chef Tony. Um, incredible chef. I think he, he used to own a couple restaurants and kind of left it to do, he does a catering business now, but 
but he works full time for us. So he's down there in spring training with us and he does this barbecue salmon with like barbecue sauce and like an apricot on top and then like a risotto on the side. It's unbelievable, but it's my favorite meal that he makes. And I request it every time I'm pitching. You're a seafood guy. I love that. Man, that sounds incredible. Yeah. Joe, we end every podcast in epic fashion. We ask our guests to tell us an embarrassing story. So it could be something from the past or something that happened more recently, but something that was so cringeworthy to you that you wish you could take that men in black mind eraser stick and use it on yourself because you want to forget it forever. Oh God. Um, the initial one that pops into my head that's still to this day and like, it's really not that big a deal now, but like, I'll never forget how like embarrassed and mortified it was when it happened. Uh, I was in elementary school. I was probably in fifth grade maybe. And <clears throat> it was recess time. So like recess, you only get like 13 minutes to play. And like, it's really limited time. And I was like a crazy wild kid that could never sit still. So when we got recess time, it was go time. And I'm down on the soccer field playing and I got to pee so bad, but like, I'm not going to waste like four or five minutes running all the way up to the concourse to pee and then come back down. So like, I thought it'd be cool and like sneak over to the side fence and I pull my pants down and start peeing through the fence. And like the middle of the soccer game's going on and this girl that I, I used to pick on all the time and she would pick on me, we hated each other, just blood curdling scream and like points at me and like I'm peeing and I see, I turn around and I see like three of the security guard or like the narcs, whatever you call them, they're like running over to me. And like, I had to pee so bad that I was like trying to stop, but I couldn't. So I'm like shuffling down the fence, like trying to get out of sight, everybody, but I couldn't stop peeing and like they're on me and it was, it was horrible. Oh Super my God. Super <laughs> and it's so embarrassing that it scars you still oh, yeah. to this day. Seriously, still to this day. Oh Absolutely man. That. Thank you for sharing that. That's incredible. Yeah. We appreciate that very much. Young Joe. <laughs> just, just trying to keep playing soccer, man. Yeah, just trying to be a kid, you know. <laughs> Joe, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Congratulations to all the amazing work that you're doing under the stay-at-home order. Keep it up. We'll keep watching and retweeting, and we're looking forward to seeing you this season when the season does finally get underway. Yeah, thank you, guys. I had a good time talking with you. Scale of 1 to 10? 10. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right, Joe. Take care. See, See ya. Later.